Hi, I'm Adam Summerton. You're listening to the NL Full-Time Podcast. Welcome to NL Full-Time. I'm Luke Edwards and it's the day after the weekend and we've let everything digest. The two National League playoffs, England's victory. So we're doing this on the Monday morning and it's and joining me as always it is Rob Laurel and happy birthday Rob as well. Yeah, hi Luke. Thank you very much indeed. Nice of England to uh, get the job done on, uh, on the birthday weekend. Yeah, and... We'll hear how Stockport and Hartlepool went on at a later on. I went to that semi-final. But talking of getting the job done, Torquay did eventually. It was a it was a fantastic end-to-end game and lots of goals in it. And the early goal helped Danny Wright back in the side. He scored after just 30 seconds. And that set the tone. But Notts County, they, they battled away, didn't they? And I know I mentioned last week, I think Notts County's defence worried me. And ultimately, that proved to be the case, didn't it? It certainly did, Luke. Let's just cover this off first. It was a brilliant, brilliant game. And the third consecutive brilliant game in the National League playoffs. We'd had a couple of 3-2s. This one went a goal better. A 4-2, albeit a controversial one. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a penalty that ultimately sealed the deal for Torquay when Notts County were pushing to get back in the game for a third time. I've got to go back to last weekend's pod. We had special guest uh, BT Sports, Jeff Brazier, on it. And when we talked about this game, he started by saying, I don't know if Torquay will do it without Danny Wright. It doesn't seem to be any indication that they'll have him back for these playoffs. And isn't that fascinating that that's where Jeff started? Because Wright was back and he Mm. took 30 seconds to get on the score sheet. He doubled his tally on the day as well. and, And probably ultimately was the difference between two very good sides in a really attacking game. Notts County will feel hard done by. They'll, they'll feel that they were as good as, as Torquay on the day. They'll feel that, uh, you know, when they just needed one goal to pull it back and, and earn extra time, they were undone by, let's be honest, uh, an incorrect penalty decision, which, which kind of tarnished the, the, you know, the event, if you like, as a bit, but, uh, Gary Johnson was very complimentary in his victory. He recognised it was two good sides. Uh, but his side ultimately proved the two-week break, clearing their heads from the disappointment of not winning the league. And uh, they they now go on um, to, to what will be a relatively local final for, for them at uh, Ashton Gate. Yeah, Gary Johnson signed a new contract as well this week. That was a big boost for them. And he urged the crowd to be the 12th man. And it is really interesting, isn't it? Because... I've seen Torquay and they've played without Danny Wright. And you're right, they are uh, they are pretty toothless up front. He's really vital to how they play and how fit he is, we don't know. I think it's going to be a case of they wrap him up in cotton wool and cling film this week to make sure that he's ready for that final. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I've not been able to watch or see too much of the post-match. Uh, but, um, yeah, they've, they've got a week. Um They've got a week to, to get him in the best shape that they can. And, and and he's probably going to be the first name on the team sheet, isn't he? Um, you know, credit to lots of other players as well in that talkie. So let's remember their achievement uh, across the season, just narrowly missing out on the title. And uh, were it not for, 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 you 
you know, each team has a little bad spell. And the difference ultimately was that Torquay lost a few games in theirs, uh, whereas Sutton struggled to a few draws, didn't they? So, uh, uh, and the odd defeat, of course, which was against Torquay. But ultimately, despite that 1-0 win at Candy Green Lane uh, a few weeks before the end of the season, uh, it didn't prove to be enough. Uh, and Torquay bounced back really, really well in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, what's the maths on that? 10, 17, no, 16 goals in the first three off, three playoff games, Luke. And then, and, and the listeners might get a pattern here, and then you went to the fourth game. Just before we get on to the fourth game, um, <laughs> interestingly, like normally the playoffs, the team that don't win the league are a bit deflated and don't go up. But the last two years has been the team that's been in second place that has won promotion. So can Torquay make that three in a row? We'll uh, we'll wait and see next weekend. That final is at Bristol City at Ashton Gate and we'll be there to cover that off. And yeah, as Rob said, the second semi-final took place on Sunday. It took place at midday in baking heat in the northwest. It was Stockport against Hartlepool and I was there. So here we are at Edgeley Park, ready for this semi-final. Stockport County against Hartlepool. Good atmosphere building up, as you can tell. It'll be a really interesting game. Will home advantage count? Half time, nil nil. County started off bright. Paddy Madden missed a chance, and then Hartlepool nullified it. Results had a couple of chances, but apart from that, not a lot happened at the minute. Hartlepool just scored through results. There's no way fans in here, but the subs and coaching staff are a cockahoop. Just drove forward and drilled it hard and low. And County got 15 minutes to get an equaliser. Unbelievable save by Brad James. That could be a match when he saved. Richie Bennett headed it towards Gorn. It looked like it was in. And James has kept it out in the last minute. So it's full time 1 0 to Hartlepool. Reese Oak scored in the end. County, Stockport County just didn't quite have enough in the end. And Dave Challoner ultimately got his tactics spot on. And it was a mistake that ultimately decided Ash Palmer. Lost the ball high up and uh, Research just ran onto it and drilled it into the bottom corner. And lots of Stockport fans staying behind to clap the team off as well. And we'll have a reaction shortly. Dave Challoner, congratulations, you're in the final once again. Yeah, um, massive achievement, um, and, and one that we, our sole focus now turns to turns to next Sunday. Um, got over a, another hurdle, and obviously now's the, the, the biggest one to come. But like I said, one that we've earned and, we, and we've merited. So hopefully we can go and perform next week, and we're one step away now. 
been a big thing about the home advantage and the crowd being in. I mean, obviously that was against you today, but you, you kind of that almost motivated you in a different way, didn't it? A little bit. It was all. But you, you, listen, you go into the unknown a little bit. Normally in football matches, you know what you're going to get, and whether you've got a pocket of supporters somewhere that you can maybe draw inspiration from. We knew that wasn't going to be the case at times. So we we spoke about it before the game, the people that were in that dressing room and the players that weren't involved the players that were on the bench everyone had to play their part today I thought like I say they did that brilliantly and they've um, they've earned the, the right to, to sort of celebrate in there and, and have a good night tonight and then once we get back at it Tuesday um, like I say we, 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 we switch it back on and we look forward towards Torquay what they offer and what we've got to do to go there and try and win Yeah it was a fast start from Stockport wasn't it and then you gradually got into the game and you really controlled it especially second half <laughs> It was always going to be that type of game. I thought we, well, actually, we, in terms of where we wanted to press and how we wanted to press, we, we were willing to allow them to have the ball in certain areas. Um, and match systems was always going to be wing back against wing back, three against three in the middle of the pitch. And then it becomes about making overloads and taking advantage of those overloads. I don't think we did that well enough first half. I think we were a bit safe. Um, second half, we were we were better at it. Um, but the longer the game went, you felt it was going to be one. One goal um, decided, and that was the case. Thankfully, we got it. Yeah, like you say, fine margin. That man results again. He's been brilliant for you, hasn't he? He has he had a good run. Um, not as effective, like I say, in the first half. Thought he became a bit, a bit anxious. Wanted to do it himself, which you understand when you're in in good form. Um, but that one drops to him. Um, I, I've got, got to be honest. I don't know how the goal comes about. I'm more concerned with. Gary Little played a ball into the middle of the pitch that I wasn't overly happy about. And then I noticed you're having a go, yeah. Yeah, it tended <laughs> yeah. to, or something broke, it fell to Oti on the edge of the box and, and, and he struck it in off the, in off the far post. So, um, obviously, from that point then, it's, it's huge elation and um, the longest longest 20 minutes of your life after that. <laughs> so, you actually missed the goal then, did you? I didn't miss it, I saw, <laughs> saw it, but I don't know what, um, what sort of interplay there was in order to um, it, it, to end up at Oates' feet on the edge of the box like I say something that happened with, with Lids just before, prior to that that I thought might have hurt well what could hurt us we didn't want to play straight balls into into forwards or into midfield we did it and, and we got away with it um, so it was on our side today and, um, and we'll absolutely take that I know you said last week I think the playoff finals a year exactly since you came back into pre-season one last big week haven't you is it a case of nursing people through training or is it a go for it one last time week well, especially at the start of the week will be we, it was the same last week um, we, we had a few little bits after the game I'm, I'm sure there'll be little bits after the after the game today but um, the biggest game in the, in the club's history for, for a long time um, next week and everyone want to make sure that um, they're fit and available um, and Fingers crossed we have the full squad to pick from um, and difficult decisions to make in what is a massive game. Ryan Crowsdale, just ultimately it wasn't to be today, was it? No, disappointing. Uh, you know, we've given everything on the pitch there uh, and obviously we've, we've had good chances as well and they've probably only had one chance that they've, stu- they've stuck away. Uh, so no, we're disappointed but we'll use that next year hopefully. Yeah, a tight game wasn't it in the end and ultimately it was a, a slight mistake by Ash Palmer and a good finish. Yeah. Yeah, no, these games are just about them key moments. Um, you know, fortunately they, they've took theirs and we, we haven't today. So, you know, we'll use this energy and, and, and this disappointment to, to kick on next season and go and win it. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. Is that something that's been spoken out in the dressing room now? Completely forget about it, get the hunger, get ready for pre-season and go and smash it next year? Yeah, no, we've, you know, we've touched on that. The gaffer's touched on that. You've got to use these moments, you know, throughout your career and, and use them to, to, to push on, you know, next season. And we know we've, you know, we'll try and miss out them playoffs and, and go for go for promotion itself. So, I suppose it makes you stronger, doesn't it? Like because then you can learn from this, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Mentally, you're going to have it in the back of your mind, so you've got to keep pushing on.
And that was victory for Hartlepool, as you heard there. A, a fantastic win for them. Simon Rusk, he was still... He was still in the dressing room. I think he was just too distraught to come out in the end. I had to give up and leave. But we did get reaction from Ryan Crowsdale. And, and the telling thing from that, before we got on to Hartlepool and congratulate them, the telling thing was that was, and I've heard a lot of players say it, a lot of the other players say it as he came out of the tunnel, is, is immediately, right, let's forget about it. Let's go and win the league next year. And already that hunger and desire is there for next season. Yeah, I think, look, ultimately, Luke, and I said this in the WhatsApp group, when Stockport changed their manager whilst they were in a playoff position, and when Bromley did the same, in terms of this season, it could only ultimately be considered a success if those sides or one of those sides got promoted. Ultimately, neither of them have. They've finished in a similar position. Stockport had a little bit of uplift, obviously, and they had a long, unbeaten run. So whilst it hasn't proved successful for this season, I think now, with those managers having worked for several months with the players they've got and that are contracted, they'll know exactly what the players they've got can do. They'll know where they feel they're short. They'll know where they feel uh, they need a bit extra. Uh, and they'll know who they feel's not up to it for next season. So I think they now, both those sides, can potentially hit the ground running for next year and what's going to be another ultimately really really competitive league with two more huge clubs in it in Southend and Grimsby but I don't think there's any doubt at all that um, you know that those those clubs sorry I might have said Bromley a minute ago of course I meant Notts County um, you could apply the same of course to Bromley but I think Notts County and Stockport County are going to be in the top three or four favourites uh, for promotion next season would you agree? Yeah absolutely I mean the big thing was it was a another home defeat. They're quite nervous at home, and that's something they've got to sort out as well. They, they did a lot of safe passes yesterday when they could have got the ball into the area. And I think I know did they, they know what they want for next year? And it may have well been too early for them to go with all the investment they've invested heavily. Um, and it may well be that you know another season in a national league really go and win the league or at least give it a really good shot so if they do get in the playoffs next year that they're there or thereabouts to really go for it and uh, it may well be their season obviously like you say you've got Wrexham got Notts County Grimsby I think will be well equipped Southend we don't know about I think Southend there's a bit more strife behind the scenes there however they have kept a lot of the team that got them relegated from League 2 so it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to the National League but let's turn our attention to Hartlepool we spoke to Mark Carroll a few weeks ago he was quite confident of their chances and and to be fair as I mentioned to Dave Challoner there in the interview there they, they did a job on Stockport in the end they weathered that early sort of 10-15 minutes and they played it exactly as they wanted to play it and they, they were more threatening and it was that man Reese Oates again who got the winner Yeah tactically they got it spot on it's going to be a totally different nut to crack Stockport isn't it look what you know the joint best I think was it ultimately defence in the league they 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 weren't, they're never going to concede many. Hartlepool weren't going to have probably a 20-minute purple patch where they scored three goals like they did against uh, Bromley. Um, they had to make sure that they didn't concede themselves because it was highly likely that one goal might win that game. And we, we, we joke a lot on this podcast about how difficult it is to predict things. That's the one thing I did predict last weekend. I thought there'd be just one goal in this game and it proved to be the case. But huge credit to Hartlepool 
huge credit to, to Challoner because they become the first side in this year's playoffs to go away from home with no fans, you know, in, in, in front of a, a, a clearly a nervy but expectant uh, Edgeley Park uh, and, and got the job done. And, and of course, although I haven't seen the game or the goal, it came as no surprise to me that the man who got it was the man of the moment, the man of the season for Hartlepool. We can't really add too much more in terms of compliments for that man, Riso, other than to say he's done it again. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of a shootout next week, isn't it, between Danny Wright and Reese Oates, I suppose. Whoever fires out of those two will probably win, win them promotion. Yeah, and, and quite often when 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 that level of expectation comes into a game. You probably find they both have pretty quiet games and somebody else, an unexpected hero, turns up and, uh, and gets the job done. Um, and I guess we really should put ourselves under a bit of pressure to try and predict how we think that final might go next week. Well, you go first, Luke. What do you think? To be honest, I've no idea. The <laughs> um, <laughs> thing is, the, the one thing I would say is... Well, it's difficult because they've both won promotion, haven't they, from the National League? Gary Johnson's done it outright as, as a champ winning the actual league. Um, Dave Challoner hasn't won promotion from the National League. However, he's been to he's been to Wembley most more recently, hasn't he? So, so we lost the final to Salford where they didn't really turn up on the day, but then he went and won the FA Trophy final, didn't he? So he has got experience of winning and losing. So that'll stand him in good stead, albeit it isn't at Wembley. Um it's going to be too tight to call. As I say, it's like Danny Wright against Gary Liddell is going to be a good battle uh, as he's, as he's at the mm-hmm. back for Tarky trying to keep results quiet. And again, I think it may go to distance this one. There's either going to be one goal in it or it's going to go to penalties. Sorry, okay, that's, I, a, I, that's a rubbish answer. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's all right. I mean, we don't know. We only have a bit of fun. We, you know, we, 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 you know, and, and I'm sure our listeners, you know, thinking about the final next week, will we'll be will be playing it out in their heads and how it might go as well. I think what we hope for after, you know, three magnificent pieces of entertainment anyway, and then one sort of more cagey one, um, we hope for um, an entertaining game and we hope for some goals at Ashton Gate. I guess one of the things we should consider, Luke, um, is the location. Um, it favours Torquay, doesn't it? Um, they'll still say it's not local and, and I know Gary Johnson very cleverly said he's still not happy with the venue because it's not Wembley and that's understandable because Gary Johnson led one of his former clubs I think it was Yeovil um, to a previous uh, final at Wembley and uh, that yeah. was back in the day when Wembley was being rebuilt so um, he had to go elsewhere I Villa think Park I think wasn't it was Villa it Villa Park, Park? Yeah, yeah exactly um so, you can't you can't you know, rock up at the the Wem- you can't rock up at Wembley now though for a National League final during the Euros, can you? So you can't really. But there'll be fans from both sides in, thankfully, and we hope for an entertaining affair and and and, and may the best side on the day win. I, I really really wouldn't be surprised, Luke, if it's another three-two. But heaven knows which way it'll go. Yeah, you see, I'm. I'm I think it'll be another tight game. If they can keep Danny Wright quiet, as I say, you just wonder where maybe the goals, who's going to step up for talking and get those goals. Um, and for Hartlepool, you've got Reese Oates and Luke Armstrong. Like I say, I'm strapping myself in ready to go the distance, I think, on this one. 
yeah, and uh, listeners, hopefully, uh, NL full-time will be there at Ashton Gate, and uh, we'll try and capture it on the day as best we can. Um, Hartlepool fans, Torquay fans, look out for the pod uh, after next weekend's final. I'm sure you'll give it a big gold swerve if your team loses, but if it wins, it'll be a lovely piece to listen to um, because we'll do our best to capture the key moments on the day and the atmosphere at Ashton Gate and, uh, you know, the finale to what has been particularly given the ridiculous set of circumstances a quite brilliant season in the National League. Absolutely, yes. Join us for that. Don't forget to subscribe via all good podcasting platforms. You can listen back to the podcast throughout the season and listen to our wacky predictions that we've made. <laughs> and also give us a follow on Twitter at NL Full Time. It's the same on Instagram, NL Full Time. Uh, my thanks to Rob for joining us. I've been Luke Edwards and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>